0: Welcome to From Zero to One, the podcast where we try to take your business or your stock portfolio from zero to one. Today's question comes from Amelia Collier of Avon High School, and she asks, how do you grow a business or stock portfolio? So my partner or my co-host, TJ Miller, is going to start us off with answering that question. TJ, how do you grow a business or a stock portfolio?
1: Thank you, Jason, and thanks to Amelia for the question. I think the key, whether it's a business or a stock portfolio, is making sure that you have the right people around you. So if you're looking for a great business, first you have to have that idea, and second, you have to realize that you can't go at it alone. There are the anomalies, people who build e-commerce empires by themselves or do other businesses by themselves, but the majority of worthwhile businesses, the ones that grow to be huge and to make a big impact are ones that have a lot of people on them, a lot of talented individuals. So whether it's people at your school or people you work with or just people that you've grown up with that you know are capable, that they have that entrepreneurial spirit, you need to find a way to convince them that they should help you out. Maybe you can compensate them with equity in the company because you don't have money in the beginning. Or maybe you can find out what it is they value and how you can get that to them. But in the beginning, the key is to build a great team around you. What do you think, Tyler?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great first two steps that you said with having the idea and then finding people to be around you. Uh, and then I would add to that, being consistent and knowing what you want out of the business would be another way to help grow it. Because if you aren't consistent with putting money into your business or into your stock portfolio, it's not going to grow. So once you have the idea and once you have the people around you, need to be able to stay consistent with your ideas and goals so you can set out to make the impact you want to make.
0: I agree with both of what you guys have to say completely. The people around you is what allows you to grow but one thing that you also have to keep in mind is your mindset your mindset going into a project or going into trading stocks or going into growing a business or a podcast or whatever it may be your mindset is just as important as the connections around you if you go in with the mindset that you're going to start this business you're going to start this stock portfolio in order to make money rather than helping others, if you're going in with the with the need for power rather than the, the need to encourage and uplift others or to build a product or a service that can benefit the lives of many, you're going into a business or a stock portfolio with the wrong reasons you need to make sure that the reason you're going into something is not just beneficial to you, but beneficial to those around you. Your connections are gonna help you ultimately get from point A to point B, but your mindset will also, will help you get from point A to point B.
1: Yep, and going off that, I think a reason that a lot of companies struggle in the beginning is that they fail to understand the customer. So in their eyes, the founder's eyes, they have a product or they have a service, maybe it's a course, And they think that just because they want money, that people should be buying their product or service. Where in reality, they should be thinking, if I was a customer and this was offered to me, is it truly something I'd be interested in? Is it worth the price? Am I actually getting value from this? So I think if you're able to really set yourself in the eyes of the customer, which is easier said than done, then you can set yourself apart. Um, And an actionable piece of advice would be, you know, talk to people that are interested. If you are, say, um, someone who's offering a course, what you should do is you should talk to other people who have already purchased a similar course, and you should ask them, what about the course did you like? What was something valuable to you? And maybe there are features from someone else's product that you can use, yours, to make it more attractive. So learning from your competitors and really thinking um, as a consumer would is probably the best way that you can get ahead during those early stages.
0: Now, TJ, you mentioned courses. Um, I've never actually invested in a course. Like, I've never actually paid money to. Um, Have you ever paid money to? And, like, did you, like, get benefit from it? Like, get a lot of uh, beneficial, like, aspects from it?
1: Yeah, I've never actually bought a course personally myself. There's a lot of just free information out there, whether it's on YouTube or by joining a Discord chat. Um, I joined a... Uh, something similar to a course. I'm in a Discord group right now that helps with stock trading and investing. Um, And a key reason that I joined that is because some of the people that were in the group were able to testify to me, hey, I'm in this group and it's helped me out with my options investing and I'd recommend it to you. Um, And they were thorough with telling me exactly what it taught them. So I've never paid for like a course, I guess, but I've paid for something similar and that would be access to a paid Discord chat.
0: Yeah, and that goes to show like uh, how how much those around you can help, right? Like if you ha- if you surround yourself with like minded people who are who are willing to help you grow as as they help themselves grow, you're really gonna end up in a uh, in a much farther place than you would have originally. Um, Tyler, I want to ask you: Have you ever invested in a course?
2: I have not invested in a course. I've just done research off Google and asking TJ what his opinions are and some other people around me and uh, talking to my personal financial advisor that handles all of my family's money. He's giving me some good advice. So I've never uh, actually bought into a course, but I've done research and some people like them, some people don't. It really just depends on what you want out of your portfolio and your business on how you should go about doing those things.
0: And I think a lot of people... Uh, they make this mistake in the beginning of whether they're tr- whatever they're trying to grow that they need to spend an absurd, absurd amount of money on knowledge Knowledge is something that you could get for free. You could go to the local library and you could easily get a book on how to start a business or how to grow a business and you could, or you could even just hit up Google or YouTube and you can learn all of these things for free. But people somehow feel the need that they need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on these structured courses that give you the same information as, as, or courses that are completely free online. Uh, the truth of the reality is, uh, the truth of the reality is that you do not need to do these things. You know, when TJ, me and Tyler all started our sock portfolios, not once did we put a dime into a course. We just surrounded ourselves with the people in the right mindset, and that is inevitably inevitably what helped us get from point A to point B.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the, the information is out there for free the only reason that something similar to a course would be beneficial to you is if you're able to actually talk and have conversation and get guidance from the people who have proven themselves in the field. Don't trust somebody who's a 22-year-old life coach and is telling people how to live their lives. Instead, maybe look at somebody who's 30 and they've already made a million dollars trading stocks. Or maybe take advice from someone who's... 45 and they've built a company that does millions in revenue Make sure that if you're gonna buy a course, it's from someone who has a strong reputation And that the course isn't information-based that it's actually gonna give you one-on-one contact with someone who's successful
0: Exactly and that goes back to the connection idea the connections are more important than You know just the amount of money that you spend on something you can say hey, I bought this course for three hundred dollars But so what? Did you get your $300 back in the first week? Or are you still working to get that back? You may have spent, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on a course but unless you you have a business that has made that back within a reasonable time frame that course was not worth it you could have got all the information for free and started in the green tyler i want to turn this over to you what are your perceptions on starting a business or a stock portfolio and how do you go about it like what are the first steps that you would take in growing a stock portfolio or a business
2: so with the business aspect of it first i would look at What do people want and what do people need in the world right now? Like what are people asking for that hasn't already been invented? Or how can you make something that's already been invented better than what it is? So I wouldn't go and go into the tech industry because everything in the tech industry has already been mass produced and made as good as it's probably gonna get from each company. So you have to look at what the world wants and what the customer is asking for out of a business and out of a product. Um, So when starting that and growing that, you need to truly look at what the customer wants and what the customer needs so that you can fit what they are looking for so you can get your biggest bang for your buck in the end. Because if you're making something that the customer doesn't want, then they're not gonna buy it. It's a lot of supply and demand. If there's no demand, why are you gonna have all the supply in the world? And then with a uh, stock portfolio and getting involved in stocks, I would just you know, do research on companies, opening up a paper trading account, uh, downloading free apps that can help you, like Investor, uh, just to get you like in the feel of how a real-world stock exchange would go. So by the time that you, like if you spend five, six, seven months paper trading and practicing, by the time that you become a real trader, you feel more comfortable with making the trades on a daily basis. And even when you go in the red, you know you're probably not going to stay there forever. You will be in the green eventually. Doing if you stay
0: consistent with it. And one of the things that all three of our mentor, uh, Mr. Ralph Hartnagel, says is, when you're starting off, invest in companies that you like. If you are wearing Nike shoes to go work out every single day and you really like Nike and you think that they're building a great product and they're, they, they have a bunch of future potential invest in nike uh, after you after you do your research like if you think that it's a company that has a bunch of potential and is gonna see profit after profit after profit you know take your time sit down go to google and like review review what nike does right and what you like about it and see if it's worth investing in if you if you are a friend of um i don't know water bottle brand xyz uh see how much future potential they have and look them up uh see all of the things that they're doing right, write it down, and see if you want to invest in them. It's all about things that you like, not things that'll just make you money, but things that you actually see potential in.
1: Yep, that's absolutely right. And something that I think is useful to us as high schoolers is we're kind of able to see these trends as they emerge. So maybe a few years ago, we started seeing people wearing Crocs all around our school more than in the past. At that time, it would have been interesting to look up the crock stock and say hey is this something that they're about to see a lot more revenue than expected and we should invest now or yeti water bottles those were another thing that kind of came out of nowhere and if you could have noticed that trend but from the people around you if you could have noticed what products people like then you could have gotten ahead of the curve and uh, bought stock in that company before everybody else know everybody else knew when wall street found out that yeti had high water bottle sales you know it was a quarter later you know they found out after the trend had already started to emerge but as high schoolers or as young entrepreneurs what you need to do is you need to take note of what's going on around you Uh, Lululemon is another example of a brand that kind of came out of nowhere you know four years ago you didn't really see people wearing it and now you see a lot of high schoolers at least around us in Indiana wearing it Um, and if you could identify that trend you could get you could have had great gains with the Lulu stock.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, I think being high schoolers, I think we have such an unfair advantage because we see trends as they emerge. We see them ahead of the curve, ahead of Wall Street. And Wall Street has so much inside information, but yet being a high schooler, we just have we just have an eye for what, what future trends are gonna be. You know, back in sixth grade when I when I created my first Instagram account, if I would have known to, like anything about stocks i would have immediately jumped on the instagram stock because it has it's, it's been bought out by facebook and it's grown so much significant like so much because of the amount of people that have hopped on instagram you know these old these old social media platforms myspace aol whatever whatever it may be they've all died out but being being such a young individual you can see trends as they emerge and hop on them. You could you could ride the wave and make money in the process.
1: So this is something that our listeners might find valuable. And I'm asking this to Tyler and then I'd love to hear Jason's thoughts. Are there any trends that you see right now, whether it's with high schoolers or with young people or just anybody, are there products that you're starting to see more out in the wild or things like that that you think are going to catch on?
2: Um. Yeah, so a lot of high schoolers go off fashion, like, what uh, big name people are wearing, so like, when Kanye first came out with his Adidas theses and stuff like that, and Kanye with to Adidas, Adidas shot up like no other, like, you can imagine, Nike dropped, like, off the face of the earth for a while, but now Nike's back, and so is Jordan, and that's starting to creep back up again, and with they're making their releases more limited, so as we continue to buy those those stocks will go up uh crocs like you mentioned earlier have been a big thing coming back what's the water bottle brand that's really big right now hydro I'm flask getting. yeah the hydro flask oh those
1: yeah are huge that's right, that's right, right,
2: right now those are huge right now so if you could hop on that trend two months ago three months ago when they started getting popular you probably could have had a big profit by now off it that's a good
0: point point. and i want to i want to add on to that um you know, a current a current world event right now, the the big pandemic, the coronavirus, that's affecting millions of lives in millions of ways. So uh, rather than, you know, betting on something that's going to go up, I'm, I'm going to talk about something that's going to go down, and that is the travel industry. Every single airline is suffering. Every single cruise ship is suffering. Every single, you know, travel agency in the world is suf- suffering because everyone's on quarantine. So I think uh, rather than, you know, working on trends um, – and investing in trends, we could we could do the opposite and work on something that's that's going down in price or in value, which is uh, these travel agencies. And you know, even go into buying puts and whatnot. Um, and I think that a lot of a lot of the impact that the coronavirus had on the economy has not been positive, unless you're a grocery store or unless you're an essential and another essential business. Every other aspect of the economy has taken a huge a huge huge hit and i think that you know even even if it's like a pandemic it's still time to capitalize if you're if you're knowledgeable about what you're doing
2: yeah i totally agree with that you don't always necessarily have to buy a stock that's going green 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 if you can know that a stock's going down but it's not going to continue going down and will eventually go back up Buy into that stock because eventually you're going to buy at the low enough price that when it surges back up after this pandemic or after whatever the company is going through, you're going to be on the high end of that profitability market.
0: Amelia, we hope we answered your question today. If you're another listener, you want to ask us a question. Feel free to go to from zero to one dot com and leave your questions there. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm TJ. I'm Tyler. And we thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tune in to our next podcast and please leave a review as well. Thank you. Please note, all members of From Zero to One are not professionals and any advice given throughout the podcast should not be taken as financial advice. We are not responsible for any outcome of your financial decisions. Thank you.